Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Bulls Knicks part one was Wednesday night, and yeah, it went just like the last few games have gone for the Bulls. Once again, came down to crunch time in the clutch, and the Bulls, as expected, lost. We're going to dive into everything about this team, and I mean everything. On today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented to you, as always, by our friends at Bet Online. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench pop member and Tennessee Vol, and former Tom Thibodeau player, by the way, CJ <laughs> Watson. CJ another tough one i'm getting i'm getting tired of talking about tough losses like this yeah like i said i don't know how you guys journalists do it uh, i'm re- i'm ready to give up on this team already but you know <laughs> there's no quitting me i can't give up we got to keep fighting bulls got to keep find a way to win <laughs> you know it, it's getting tough you know i mean we're still only 20 some games into this season there's a, still a long way to go but no reason for reassurance with the way the last couple games have gone bulls fall to the Knicks in overtime 128 to 120 we're going to dive into the entire box score and even the big picture implications of this game. After I tell you about our great friends at Bet Online, basketball is in full swing, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. Whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf, you've got college hoops in full swing. Bowl season starts this weekend in college football. All of that at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And we have an official t shirt of the show. CJ is modeling it today. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance, exclusively at shop.believe.com. I'm telling you, that makes a great last-minute Christmas present. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't maybe looking at the Believe shop for some last-minute shopping. There's a lot of good stuff there, but that is the official T-shirt of the show. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance. Go out in there and support the show and support all of the shows on the network as well. All right, I put it off long enough. 128-120, Bulls losing overtime. Bulls get outscored 11-3. to in the overtime period, three points, one of which came on a free throw. The Knicks made 18 three-pointers. That's the most they've ever made at the United Center and their most of the season. I mean, what else is there to say, CJ? I, I, I'm at a loss. Yeah, um, I, I would like to use the word flabbergasted. That's a big word for me, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know it's just on, 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 on things that just haven't gone the Bulls' way this, this season, uh, especially in the start with their defense, um, not being able to guard the three, uh, not being able to guard the perimeter and keep people out of the paint. And, uh, you know, that's just the tale of the story so far. You know, the tale of the game was the threes from the Knicks, which, as I said, they made a season high. Actually, I, yeah, 18 threes, 20 free throws, 18 threes and offensive rebounding. How in the world do you allow 15 offensive rebounds? I know that's Mitchell Robinson's game. I understand that strength, but that's something you should know going in. 
I mean, this is not the first time he's done this. Oh, and by the way, the Bulls face the Knicks in a little more than 24 hours in game two. This podcast comes out on Friday, so it would be today when you're listening to the podcast. But, I mean, I I don't know what else to say. I just sat there. I didn't know. I was speechless, which is what you want to hear from a podcast host. Right. Yeah, I think it's just uh, the Knicks just wanted it more. I think, you know, giving up that many offensive rebounds just shows, you know, no fight in the Bulls. Um, like I said, the Knicks just wanted it more. They went off after every board uh, more aggressively. Uh, they attacked the basket more aggressively, and that's what usually happens. The teams that do that are going to win the game. And we talk about the defense. The Bulls have shown they can answer back with these teams. I mean, Kobe White had some big shots. I thought Zach had some big ones when he wasn't settling for shots. I'm going to talk extensively about that in Mm -hmm. a little bit. But, you know, it seemed like they were able to hit the shots to like, okay, they're getting back into this thing. And then the Knicks just punch right back. Like, you've got to clamp down on defense. The fact that they struggled on defense so much against Tom Thibodeau is just an amazing irony to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, Tibbs is a defensive guy. You know, his he hangs his hat on defense. Um, he really doesn't really care that much about offense, but defense is his thing. If you if you played for him and you didn't play any defense, he would take you out the game. He would yell at you. And then you would definitely hear it tomorrow in the film session. <laughs> so uh, I've definitely been uh, one of those guys that he pointed out in film sessions where I didn't give my all on defense. So and he let you know about it. I mean, I don't know what else to say about the defense. We keep saying guard the perimeter. I've been saying it all year long, literally all year. And 18 threes, I mean, you don't expect a team like the Knicks to shoot and make 18 threes in a game. So if that happens again on Friday, like, I mean, that's just going to be bad luck. But you've got to adjust to that. I I don't understand how you don't adjust to that. I don't know if it's on Billy Donovan. I don't know if it's on the players or what. I know Iota Sumo was out. He's dealing with that that injury he suffered the other day against Atlanta. But you got Alex Caruso back. Iota Sumo is not going to save your three-point defense. No, no, not at all. You know, you, this is a game that Tibbs wants to win. He has this marked on his calendar every year. Uh, so both of these games, he knows that Tibbs is going to come in there, you know, focus and get, have his team ready. He probably, you know, is in there screaming and yelling at them in the pregame and trying to get them riled up just to just to win this game. He doesn't care about any other game this season but these two games. <laughs> Ten and four, by the way. Yeah. That's Tom Thibodeau's record against the Bulls with the Timberwolves and the Knicks. Ten and four. And he's got a yeah. chance to go 11 and four on Friday. And this just goes into the big picture, like I said. Teams know the Bulls can't guard the three. They can't yep. shoot the three either. So you're sensing a trend here with three-point line. You Teams are going to come out firing from distance because they know this team cannot guard out there. They struggle out there. That's why you saw how it, it is unheard of to me that a Tom Thibodeau team will shoot 34 threes, let alone make 18 of them. And I, a lot of those, a lot of second chance points as well. So that's why that three-point number might be down a little bit. Yeah. But 18 for 34, that is just a crazy number for this Knicks team that is not a great three-point shooting team. And I'm maybe being nice about it. They're not, they're, they and the Bulls, they don't struggle as much as the Bulls do, but they're still not a good three-point shooting team. Yeah, I don't know how you even, uh, you know, make that adjustment. Uh, I don't know if you run guys off the three-point line. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, uh, just don't let them get the three-point shot off. Um, like I said, drive more to the paint, make them finish at the rim. Uh, but you can't have a team, like you said, make 18 threes. You're never going to win that game. No, unless you can outshoot them. Unless, yourself, right. <laughs> unless you're the unless you're the Golden State Warriors. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna outshoot a team that makes 18 threes in a game. Right. And to put it in perspective, the Bulls made nine. They made right. literally half as many threes as the Knicks did. I mean, that is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And I mean the free throw differential wasn't anything. Bulls were 19 to 22. Knicks were 20 to 25. I mean, I know there was the Bulls were whining for some calls or saying that they didn't foul people when they did foul them. So like I feel like both yeah. teams were like the refs were letting them play a little bit. Right. I mean, the Bulls still shot 54.8% from the field. It's just 18 threes is gonna beat 
uh, well, outside of the Warriors, I would say every almost every team in the right. league. Yeah, it just shows you like the Bulls can score with any team, you know, uh, in the league, but they just got to work on their defense. I think that's the main thing. You can score with anybody, but you got to stop somebody every now and then, at least to, to even try to get a chance of winning the game. Well, and that goes back to the question of this team goes through the mid range. They they live, you know, inside the three point line. But if you can do it at a high volume, I right. mean, I think the fact that they went to overtime with a team that made 18 threes, that tells yeah. you, okay, they can do it. You've just got to play better defense when that's your style of play. And I I want to talk about maybe an addition at some point. It, I mean, it feels like they are so close to getting over that hump and being able to beat like the Hawks the other day. Felt like yeah. they were that one extra defender away. The Knicks, they felt like they were one extra defender away. Like, I mean, maybe I'm oversimplifying mm-hmm. it. I know there's more here, but it just feels like they need something else. And it's, I don't, Lonzo Ball is a whole different thing that we can get into, but they need one more guy, an elite yeah, defender. Think, yeah, I think they need somebody else. Uh, a three and D guy would be great um, just to improve their three point shooting. Somebody who brings some grit, some toughness, um, just like a tough guy. You know, I don't think the Bulls have that right now. They don't have a, a guy who's going to get down and get dirty besides Caruso, but. At the end of the day, Alex Caruso isn't really scaring anybody. So you need someone a little more tougher than him. No offense to him, but uh, just got to someone just to bring some more grit to this team. I think that's what they need. They're not they're lacking energy at times. Um, they're lacking focus. So I think that's something they should look at. You know, I think Alex Caruso is a scary defender. Like he's one of those guys where he's going to pick your pocket. He's going to die for the loose ball. He's going to sacrifice his body. So from that standpoint, I think you can make the argument that he is scary. But yeah. you're you're not talking about, and I don't want to like compare eras, but you're not talking about like the guys where you're scared to go down low because you've got this right. big body down there. Like Nikola right. Vucevic, one of his biggest, actually his biggest weakness is his defense. Right. Now Andre Drummond, <laughs> I feel like kind of offsets that, but it, I mean, is he scary? That's a different conversation we can right. maybe dive into. But yeah, yeah. I agree, they need one more really good defender, and it's a matter of can they get anybody like that. I mean, I hope so. You know, hopefully their front office is trying to look into that and make some trades to, to better this team. So like I said, the Bulls are not, they're not far away. They're right there. I don't think their record dictates how good they are or how bad they are. Um, like I said, one or one or two moves can maybe really push this team over the hump and uh, get them ready for that uh, postseason push. You know, one last thing before we get into potential trades, because that's a long, that's a long discussion I want to have today. Why is this team settling for shots in the mid-range and at the three-point line? Because they were in the bonus for the last 751 of right. regulation. And if I counted right, I went through the box score and I couldn't filter out free throws. So I counted, I counted six free throws in the last seven minutes, 51 seconds. Why are you not going to the rim? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, every, every player, even the coaches on the bench, assistant coaches always should be letting the players know when they're in the bonus so they can really draw some easy fouls, get some easy free throws. You know, once the players see the ball going to the rim, it might help their confidence, you know, in the mid range and three point area. So I'm not sure why they're settling for jumpers. I think that's the reason, a big reason why they're losing a lot of games just settling and maybe hearing the chatter about they're not a great three point shooting team and trying to kind of just force the angle. Um, but I think they got to continue to play through their strengths, but also still just attack the basket. You know, I know RJ Barrett did foul out in regulation, so that was good. I think he had, I think his fourth foul was the one that put the Bulls in the bonus. I might be off on my timing on that, but mm-hmm. they, it felt like they went, I think they went five minutes of game time without a free throw. Like, I don't care if you're a bad three point shooting team. And we have talked at length, they are a bad three point shooting team. Go to the basket. I'm talking Zach Levine. If he takes one more heat check style three, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> he pulls up and settles for so many shots. It is driving me insane. Right. Yeah. You just got to attack the basket. I don't know why they're doing it. Um, 
you got to put the honus on the refs, you know, and, the, and especially when you're in the bonus, that's easy points. You know, that's going to help your your uh, scoring average. You're gonna, it's going to help you, your confidence uh, seeing the ball go on the rim, and it's going to get you to touch. You're going to touch the ball for free. So, and uh, free throws are free, just like my dad would tell me, you know, so get to the line, you know, make them count and kind of, you know, get that, get that energy rolling. I'm going to keep that notebook around here somewhere. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to keep my <laughs> notebook. I have not tweeted it out this year. I, I tweeted out once. Once yeah. this year, I have tweeted out my notebook that says free throws are free. But, yeah. and I, oh, and of the six free throws, I think DeMar DeRozan shot all of them. Like, right. that's of the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know his game is drawing fouls. I understand that. But I mean, Zach, you are in a, I know the knee is still a problem with the explosiveness. Drive to the basket and try to draw a foul. Alex Caruso, you sacrifice your body on defense. Go to the basket. Kobe White right. did a good job last night. He sacrificed his body on both ends. I mean, yep. Even if Andre Drummond's out there, go draw a foul. Like, give yourself a chance. Quit settling for these shots. And I mean, Zach is the biggest one because he's getting paid the most money. He does this all the time. And I, I mean, I keep talking about I'm in desperate need of a haircut. I'm going to rip my hair out watching <laughs> him settle for these damn three pointers. Yeah. And it's just, it puts the onus on the rest, like I said again. And then also, you know, and it just makes the other players, you know, be skeptical of really trying to touch you, especially in this era, you can't really touch anyone. So if you can drive to the, drive to the basket, it's going to open it up for so much things for yourself and then for your teammates. And I want to go back to the three point shooting and why, like the bulls are not good out there. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it over and over again, just to reinforce it. But I think the way you beat teams, if you're not a good three point shooting team is you go inside the arc and your shot selection has to be there. Yeah. Don't settle. And Stacy King says it every broadcast. They are settling for shots. Yeah, definitely settling, you know, and that's a that's the name of the game in this this basketball era, settling for threes and, you know, uh, but, you know, statistics don't lie. Uh, once you that mid range is, is uh, definitely a low, low percentage shot. And nine times out of 10, you're going to miss that shot. And all you got to do is just contest the shot and get back. And then uh, the team is off to off to the races. You know, I, I think it's just important to look at the score, at the, the box score. Take the Knicks side out of it. Look at just the Bulls side. If I read you these numbers, you would think that they had a chance to win the game or they either won the game or had a really, really good chance to win, which they did. 54.8% right. from the field, 32% from outside, 86% from the free throw line. Oh, by the way, DeMar DeRozan was 16 for 17. The rest of the team was three for five, but right. we'll <laughs> overlook that. But look at the, the team numbers, 54.8% from the field. They can shoot at a high level. Yeah. The problem is just get draw a foul and then just work on your free throws. I mean, I don't know if they have to work on the free throws or what, but just give yourself a chance at the line. Yeah, just attack the basket. You know, at the end of the day, if your jump shot's not falling, don't keep shooting. Don't stand out there and keep shooting. Uh, that's called insanity to me. Uh, so just drive to the basket, get to the free throw line, get some easy buckets. And uh, and I think we got to score in transition more also. I think that's a big thing too. All right, let's go back to the potential of making a move. Woj, because this game was on ESPN last night, so and NBC Sports Chicago. I had the local broadcast on, but everyone, everyone else I was working with had ESPN on watching this game. And oh man, the the newsroom at on three was oh hey the Bulls going to do this oh they're going to do this I'm like they're going to mess this up yeah. they're they're going to and they did that was the one prediction I got right all year was that the Bulls actually did mess it up. But Woj was on for the broadcast and said don't count, maybe don't count on Lonzo Ball coming back this year. I think I'm par I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. don't there's a potential that Lonzo Ball doesn't come back this year. That's a better way to put it. Woj said there's a potential that Lonzo Ball doesn't come back this year. We have talked about that at length. So that means you have to make an addition. And maybe you do get Lonzo back. I mean, I'm tired of talking about if he comes back, but I mean, the way this roster is made up, he's the difference maker. So do you go out and get someone similar to his style? I think you have to get a 3 and D guy, like you said earlier. 
Oh yeah, for sure. You got to get someone who who can make the three and also uh, play some defense. Uh, that's their biggest uh, um, hurdles right now. So hopefully they can fill that void um, in the in the trade, and hopefully maybe get a, maybe one or two more pieces also without giving up uh, so much to where you know it's hurting the team. You know the worry about that is if you want to get like an elite type or like a higher end type, you worry about the price starting with Kobe White. Right. And Kobe White has shown, we've talked about a couple weeks ago, he's showing it more and more. He's showing his value as a team that struggles from three. He's the guy you can lean on, and he's hit some big-time shots. He did it against Atlanta. He did it against the Knicks. Like, do you maybe trade him if you can get that elite 3 and D guy? I mean, I don't know if that's even enough. Yeah, like I said, you look at every option. Uh, if, it's, if it's not really making your team any worse, if it's helping your team and strengthening your team, I think you, you definitely take a long look at it and see – if it's going to be worth it. Um, but I mean, he's one of the only three uh, capable three point shooters you have on this team. So I would definitely not want to give him up, but you know, if you have to, you have to. <laughs> Hypothetically, because he's still out there. What do you think of Jay Crowder? I like him. I think uh, he, he would be great for this team. Like I said, he brings some of that grit, that toughness that this team needs um, plays defense, plays hard, a veteran knows how to win. Um, so I think he probably a good voice in the locker room also. So it'd be good for this team. I think. Now that goes back to, would Kobe White be enough in that, or would you have to package some draft capital? Now, keep in mind, the draft capital is scarce. I mean, yeah. old Mother Hubbard goes to the cupboard to look at the draft hmm. picks, and there's nothing there. Right. I mean, we talked about that at length, too. I mean, they've got the top four protected pick this year. I'm sorry, they tri- they are in the top four with that, that pick that's maybe going to Orlando. they got another one coming in from Portland. Is that something you're willing to sacrifice for this team? The way this roster is made up is giving potentially – your lone first round draft pick. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know. I don't see if this team going anywhere in the next two or three years. I think uh, definitely got to get some more younger pieces to kind of uh, make up this team. So um, I don't know if you go that route. Um, I, I don't think I would give it up personally. I wouldn't either. I mean, I think yeah. you've got to keep that draft pick, any draft capital you've got right now. Right. If you weren't under 500, <clears throat> if you were squarely in the top six in the East right now, I think I'd be saying, okay, you know what? You're in a competitive window. You're in win-now mode. Right. They are 11 and 16 right now. And if you look at them, I'm still, I said I wasn't going to look till Christmas. This is the third episode in a row. I'm looking at the standings. You are a game and a half out of the play-in tournament right now. So you look at the rest of the East, the way it's made up. I mean, yeah, seeds three through 10 are still jam-packed. If you can get on a roll, you're going to silence all narratives. And then you put yourself in win-now mode. Right. But you know, today's the trade date for players who were signed this offseason. Now they're eligible to be traded. So you talk, I mean, for, I'm not I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm putting it in perspective for people. Zach Levine can be traded if yeah. they want to. I'm just, that's not going to happen. I'm not advocating for that, but I'm saying he's the, the first example that comes to mind here of yeah. someone who got signed this offseason that can now be traded. So this trade market's going to heat up a little bit. But to me, I think you have to focus on getting one more 3 and D type. I'm I'd be fine with a Jay Crowder edition if you can pull it off. But I think that's yeah. got to be the focus. Then see where you're at. Yeah, I think so. I think the well, the main focus, I think, right now is just trying to win some games, you know, trying to win this game on that Friday. And then uh then uh every game after that, really, until you make a move and just try to see what your really final roster is gonna look like for the rest of the season. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting. Like I mean, they got the Knicks again on Friday, which that I'm still baffled by that scheduling decision to just keep them in the same city for three days. But (laughs) you've got a road trip coming up of Minnesota, Miami, Atlanta, New York, Houston, Milwaukee, Detroit, Cleveland, Cleveland. Like through the end of the year, 
you've got a chance to make a run here, but you've got to win. I mean, this should easily be a four-game winning streak that the Bulls are on. They should have beaten the Hawks. They should have beaten the Knicks, which, by the way, we didn't talk about this. Did you see they stole the inbound play from the Hawks on that pass from Caruso to Williams that went out of bounds at the buzzer? No, I didn't see that one. It was the play with it was half a second left in regulation. Bulls had a chance to win. Caruso tossed up. It was a bad pass. Patrick right. Williams couldn't corral it. It was the same play. Right. I mean, at least. Oh it yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. It, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. It looked. It was the same damn. It was pretty play. close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, the only, the only difference was I think Pat, I think Patrick Williams was going to go and dunk it. Dunk it. Like, yeah, yeah. But he's, I think he's he was also closer to the rim. But Caruso, the pass was a just. It was. I feel like Bob Euchre was just a bit outside. Like right. it was just enough out of his reach that he couldn't get it. But back to my point, you should have beaten the Hawks. You should have beaten the Knicks on Wednesday. Like, this should be a four-game win streak. You take those, you're all of a sudden 12 and 14. Instead, you're yeah. 11 and 16. Yes, and just like you said uh, a couple of days ago, you know, they're just taking advantage of your opportunities, and they let a couple uh, slip up, and then, you know that's why they're in the position they're in. But like I said, it's still a long season. We still have a lot more games to go, a lot more games to play, and they can still turn the ship around. Actually, I was I was wrong with my my quick math. That's my journalism major kicking in. You'd be thirteen and fourteen right now, which by winning percentage would I believe put them at least close with the Raptors for that ten spot in the play-in tournament. Right. Like, I said all year, this is a play-in team. If you sneak into the play-in tournament, that's a disappointment, right? Uh, I mean, I guess no one really saw them as a top four seed, so. I think anything right now is just is is good luck for now. <laughs> as long as you're in the play-in tournament, then right, yeah, I think that's a good thing. Just just get in, and then right, we can make some noise. <laughs> if you're in the play-in, this is an important disclaimer. If I'm understanding this right, you're still in the lottery, especially yeah. if you're nine ten. Like I know for sure that you're still in the lottery. So there is all these people talking about blowing it up and tanking. There's still a way that they can you know get that top four pick and keep that first round pick that's going to the Magic. But right, yeah. I mean, is tanking really going to help you with that though? If you need to be in the top four, I don't think so. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of tanking. Never have been. I just want every team to go out there compete and win. And obviously, someone's going to lose the game, but uh, not don't lose it on purpose. That's just bad karma. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. As I talk about the Bears <laughs> tanking every week, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there with my with my football takes, which are actually aging pretty well. Because I did call Justin Fields, by the way. Um, I take great pride in that like, over the tail end of his time at Ohio State. Um, but anyway, back to the NBA, which we're you know talking about on the on the show here, like with the way the Eastern Conference is, I still. I know you, you you joked when we came on about maybe finding another team and this team maybe not going anywhere yet. I, I think there's still a way to get on a run. I mean, it's you you told me over and over it's the NBA. Anything can happen yeah. if you get yeah. rolling. You're not going to look back. Oh yeah, for sure. Once they get that confidence, like I said, win a couple in a row. Um, you never know what happens, and other teams might have injuries. You don't want that, but you know things happen. It's the NBA. People get injured all the time. It's a physical game, so just gotta take advantage of every opportunity, uh, seize the moment, and uh, just try to win each and every game and go on a win streak. I think that's the biggest thing right now. I think that will get their confidence going if they went on a five or six game win streak. You know, and, and kind of at least got back to five hundred, then you know the sky's the limit from there. Yeah, if you can get to five hundred, which I mean, you would be if you'd have just won the last two games, which you had. I mean, you, this team is one of the it, – it, they're not one of the worst teams. They are the worst team in yeah. in crunch time in the clutch. Like, it's it's amazing, honestly. Right. But, I mean, you've got the Knicks again, which I wanted them to win both these games against the Knicks. Well, we see how that worked out. And mm-hmm. you got Minnesota on the road, Miami, who you've beaten already, Atlanta, who, if I'm not mistaken, still won't have DeJounte Murray back. 
Then you've got the Knicks again on the 23rd, and you wrap up the calendar year with the Rockets, the Bucks, the Pistons, and the Cavaliers. I mean, I, I, I think you have the opportunity. I'm just going to use that word every show. You have the opportunity. Yeah. Go make the most of it. Quit settling for shots. Go play your game. Quit playing everyone else's game. Yeah, they got to play to their strengths, you know. Obviously, they're not a great three-point shooting team, but just play to your strengths to get more in transition and um, try to maybe throw some zone in there. I don't know. Uh, anything can help right now. You got to try any any option right now, especially on the defensive end. <laughs> I mean, I think Billy's just got to empty his bag of tricks. Like, right. Yeah. I, I think he's just got to go in there, maybe empty the playbook, do something. But, I mean, they're they're not fully healthy. I would assume who did not play, which, I mean, he – he does help from a depth standpoint. Right. I mean, he's a good enough defender off the bench. He can make a difference. But when a team makes 18 threes, you need more yeah. than a, I hate to, I don't want to disrespect him, but you need more than a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to make them drive off the line, you know, run the three point shooters off the line. And there's no way that, like you said, the Knicks should be making 18 threes or even getting that many wide open looks uh, at the three point. And also just guard Mitchell Robinson. Don't let yeah. him get an offensive rebound because he is right. an offensive rebounding machine. Yeah, just box them out. It's not that hard. That's, that's the simplest, you know, uh, defensive drill we learn in, in preschool. Box out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand he's a big body. I mean, he's, he's big, He's big, but that's yeah. why you go. That's why you went and signed Andre Drummond because he's right. a big body who can rebound. Yeah. I mean, Andre Drummond eats rebounds for breakfast. Like, right. I mean, he can, <laughs> he can rebound too. So right. don't, the key for Friday's game, and this is the last thing before we wrap up, <clears throat> don't allow second chance points, guard the three, and don't settle for shots. I yeah. think it's a, I think it's as simple as that, even the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. Just attack the basket, you know, and uh, you play by those rules and you lose, and we're fine with that. We'll, we'll shut up over here on our end and uh, just, you know, just hope you guys win. <laughs> I'll be fine shutting up. I mean, I'm, right. I'm on here. I, I, I joke about it, but it's becoming reality. Every time we record, they lose. They right. lose the night before. I am sick and tired of talking about losses go win a game get on a winning streak more than two games two games doesn't count as a winning streak right in three in a row for the first time all year get on a run put yourself in position then go out and get i don't know if it's going to be him go out and get a jay crowder type go out and get a three and d guy and all of a sudden you're talking about hey can this team sneak into the playoffs change the narrative yeah, you got to change the narrative. You got to write your own story. And I think that's the thing about the Bulls. They can still do that. There's still a lot of time left in the season for them to turn around the the season and uh, make up for some of these bad losses that they had so far. So hopefully they'll, you know, figure it out, you know, make some corrections and, and get back into the gym and get a win tomorrow night. Yeah, a little more than two weeks left in the calendar year. This is a big stretch. Make the most of the opportunities. Win some games that you're supposed to win. Maybe win one you're not supposed to win. And you're going to flip things around quickly because they're close. They are very, very close. And that's what we talked about all show. And we're going to keep talking about it next week when we come back for another episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. That is a wrap for this week's episode. I am hoping we can talk about a win for once. I just want to talk about a victory. I'm tired of, hey, they won one game, but they lost the one right before we record. So we have to talk about the loss. Like win a couple games, put us in a good mood and shut us up. That's if they want to shut us up, I'm good with it. Come on, Santa, bring the Bulls a win for Christmas. That's what we need. <laughs> That's going to be the top of my Christmas list. Right. <laughs> I mean, that will be. That will, that will top my list this year. Hmm. So we'll wrap it up here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, use that promo code BLEAV at Bet Online. That's a 50% welcome bonus. It's a good deal. And buy our shirt. CJ's wearing it. It's really sweet. Trust me. Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance. It's super sweet. Support the show. And then hmm. just get other stuff at the Believe Shop as well. You see me wear the hats and stuff. They've got sweatshirts. They've got all kinds of great stuff at the Believe Shop. Go check that out. We will see you back here on Tuesday 
hopefully we're in a better mood and we're not talking about the end of the world here at the United right. Center. I, I, I really want to talk about a winning streak for a change. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.